0: Good morning! Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. The Fan now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. And wow, the Josh Harris era officially began yesterday with two major moves. The Commanders trading both of their DNs, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Going into this season, I think most... Commander's fans thought the boys would battle and whoever would have the best stats at the end of the season would get paid. But here we are halfway through the NFL season, and the team is three and five, but more importantly has lost five out of their last six. and that is a big reason for why the commanders were sellers yesterday during the NFL trade deadline. It is a wizard's Wednesday, so we'll catch up with Dave Johnson. Play-by-play voice of the Wizards. The radio party can be heard right here on 910 The Fan. He'll join us at 1230, and we'll catch up with Bill Roth for the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 130. Hokies are hot and rolling in the ACC with their toughest test coming up this weekend at Louisville. And then we'll go around the NFL and discuss the rest of the trades with Mark Schofield at 2 p.m. But speaking of the NFL, that's where we will begin today here on the Sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats scores. Highlights. Oh, Are you serious? Wi y- Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. This is sports app. So a third straight loss by the San Francisco 49ers has caused a major shift in the. Odds of who bettors think will win the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs still the top dogs, plus 500. But the Eagles now second, plus 600, with the Niners right behind them, plus 700. Dolphins and your Dallas Cowboys wrap up the top five with both those teams at plus 850 to win it all. The surprise is that the Cincinnati Bengals are now back in the hunt for the Super Bowl at plus 18. Hundred Some big NFL news from yesterday. The Falcons made a quarterback switch. Desmond Ritter benched. He had a concussion last game. Taylor Heineke stepped in, looked pretty good. And Heineke is in line to get his first start of the season this weekend per head coach Arthur Smith. So for you Commanders fans out there, ODU alum, you can watch Taylor Heineke this weekend. Another big move in the NFL featuring quarterbacks, and that is the Vegas Raiders have decided to bench veteran Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going with rookie Aiden O'Connell this weekend. So the promising young quarterback O'Connell gets his shot, and the source told Ian Rappaport why the Raiders made this move. They believe O'Connell is the team's best quarterback. A complete shot at the former Super Bowl runner-up with the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. The Washington Commanders trade Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second round pick and trade Chase Young to the 49ers. So it is James Smith-Williams and FA Obata in line to get the start for the Commanders at the edge rush position this weekend with Casey Tuhel, the first defensive end off of the bench. Let's move over to the MLB. And it didn't take long for the Texas Rangers to take the wind out of the sails of the Arizona Diamondbacks crowd in Game 4 of the World Series last night. It was Josh Jung who crossed the plate after a wild pitch, and a few more runs got scored, and then it was Corey Seager who has been Great. Not good. Great for the Rangers. He hits this home run to center field in the top of the second. Extending the lead as the Rangers would go on to defeat the Diamondbacks 11-7.
1: Here's a
2: swing and a high fly ball crushed. Corey Seager unloads out to right center and it's gone. Oh boy. Seager absolutely annihilates
1: one over to the left of the pool in right center.
0: And the Rangers now have a 5-0 lead, and he hammered it. And that's not going to help viewership, as that was a blowout game. 11-7, your final score. Rangers now lead 3-1. Here's the final call on ESPN Radio.
1: Sets
2: fires. Swing and a ball popped up. Foul ground, first base side, low near the dugout. He's got it, and that's the ball game. And the Texas Rangers have taken a commanding three games to one lead in this World Series. They win it here 11-7.
0: So the television ratings are out, and the World Series has drawn a record low viewership. That's what happens when you get a team from Arlington, Texas, another team from Arizona in the Fall Classic. Record low viewership. Viewership numbers, Uh, reports say they've been staggering low for the first game of the series and game two. Uh, The attention is not on the Fall Classic, the World Series right now. It's on college football, the NFL, and even the NBA, as uh, these fan bases are just not big enough to get viewership around the country. Uh, But here we are with the Rangers leading 3-1, and here is Bruce Bochy, after the game talking about his team's game four win
3: going against a team that is doing a bullpen day which we've done occasionally uh, you know it could be a challenge because you're seeing a different guy every time up and so it's not about who they are or where they pitch as far as uh, leverage situations um you know they're throwing good
0: arms at us and and then here is Corey Seager Corey Seager after the win, so the Rangers can wrap things up tonight at 8 p.m. on Fox uh, from Arizona if they can defeat the Diamondbacks. Here is shortstop Corey Well,
2: You can't take anything for granted. You know, they're a good team. They're going to scrap. They're going to fight. And they're going to claw. And they're never going to give up. You know we showed that today. You know we got up early and they still they still grind through some at bats. So we got to come ready to play tomorrow.
0: Let's move over to the NBA here on the Sports App. So yesterday, of course, was the NFL trade deadline, but at about 11.30, not last night, the night before, the Philadelphia 76ers traded James Harden to the Clippers. Clippers played last night without him, uh, but he will be in the lineup as soon as this weekend. And uh, I talked to Michael Phillips about this yesterday. I said, hey, Michael, how much are you going to talk about this trade on your show? He said, not much. I'm so frustrated how... It seems like all these NBA guys ask for a trade and get exactly what they want. And it seems like their destination has been the same, right? If you complain, you end up either in Phoenix with the Suns or in L.A. with the Clippers. As Kawhi wanted out of Toronto, Paul George wanted out of OKC, and James Harden wanted out of Philadelphia. Now they're all teaming up together in L.A. with the Clippers. Here is the Sixers coach, Nick Nurse, when asked about his reaction to the Harden trade.
3: I'm not sitting here thinking it's a big relief. I think, again, these guys are focused. You know, other than spending a few minutes a day answering questions about it or having a few meetings maybe that I wouldn't have about it here and there, really wasn't that cumbersome or bothersome or taxing for me.
0: It's an awkward situation because, to be honest, the Sixers absolutely should have traded James Harden in the offseason. He he made it very clear he wasn't going to play for them this season. Uh, They decided to wait and wait and wait until it was too late for them to get Anything good in return as the Phoenix Suns faced off against the San Antonio Spurs last night. And, of course, all eyes are on the seven-foot sensation Victor Wembenyama. He looks like an alien out there with his long arms and he's super skinny. So the Suns have Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant. But Devin Booker and Bradley Beal have been out. And it was Kevin Durant who was leading the Suns to what looked like an easy victory. And then all of a sudden... The Spurs went on a 20-point run, got a steal, and another bucket as they went on to defeat the Suns and stun Kevin Durant, 115-114. to 114. Here's a couple of the key plays in the fourth quarter. The cell, right wing, three to tie it. Off the back of the mud, that follow slam is good for Victor Wembanyama. That
1: makes it a one-point game, 114-113 with 6.8 seconds to go. Inbounds pass comes to Durant, and Durant will have it knocked away. It's stolen by Johnson, who takes it inside, lays it up and in. The Spurs take the lead with 1.2 seconds remaining. It's 115, 114. The steal by Keldon Johnson, and the basket. Unbelievably, the Spurs take their first lead of the game with 1.2 seconds remaining in the game.
0: Really good call there on WOAI. Wemby gets a dunk and then Keldon Johnson gets the layup after a steal. Really sloppy play by Kevin Durant there. Just hold on to the ball, and you get the win. Last thing here in the NBA. So we mentioned James Harden traded to the Clippers. Well, former VCU Ram, the product of VCU Bones Highland, got the start for the Clippers. Really impressive stuff. 17 points, 3 assists, and 1 steal. But it was PG-13. Paul George, who led the Clips with 27 Seven rebounds, seven assists, shooting six of nine from three-point range, including this three, assisted by the VCU man, Bones Highland, in the third quarter.
1: Nine to shoot. Offense starts with eight. Left elbow, George with five. Cooks Wagner, left wing three. Bullseye! Paul George gives a high five to Teron Liu as he buries it from downtown.
0: 88-69. Clippers lead, 8.5 to go in the third. And the Clippers would go on to defeat the Magic, 118-102. That was the call on KLAC. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. The Fan now at 105-105. 1FM. Like I mentioned, the Josh Harris era, in my mind, officially began yesterday with those trades, not looking at this season, but looking ahead to the future. We'll take your phone calls, 833-804-0910, here on Richmond's Home for the Commanders, the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105, one fm Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to A Wad Radio. Here on the new sports radio 910 the fan. Now at 105-1 FM. Phone lines are always open. 833-804-0910. We're reacting to the commanders trades yesterday. 833 804 910 We'll go around the NFL with Mark Schofield at 2 p.m. And then we'll talk hokies with Bill Roth at 130. They've got a monster matchup this Saturday against Louisville. And I have I just saw an email there's going to be a watch party. At, Scott's, um, at Wood Iron in Scott's Edition, so right near me uh, with a couple really cool people. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I think we'll be promoting it uh, later this week. But MP on the mic can be heard from 10 to noon, Monday through Friday, and he's headed to Ashburn Park right now to speak with a few members of the Commanders. As Michael, I said, I believe yesterday was officially the first day of the Josh Harris era, putting his stamp on the franchise.
2: No doubt. The statement was what we've got right here isn't good enough. We're going we're gonna to start over. We're going to work from scratch, and we're going to work through draft picks, young talent, personnel guys who know what they're doing, uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of very good things. Uh, Sam Howell just talked to Nashford. He was first player up today. Uh, a lot of what you would expect, uh, say, hey, they, they have not conceded on this season, and, and nor should they. I uh, was also very happy that they kept Jacoby Brissett, that he's been a great influence to him in the quarterback room. Um, I I don't think they kept Jacoby Brissett for that reason, Adam. I think they kept Jacoby Brissett because nobody offered anything for him. Uh, You look at, I mean, the Cardinals dealt a starting quarterback in Josh Dobbs for a late-round pick swap. I I just don't think there was a market for quarterbacks that materialized.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that, and I'm glad that Brissett is around to help out Sam Howell. But it was a frustrating day for Commanders fans yesterday because, you know, I, I tweeted out, and a lot of people agreed with me, I kind of think that the talent on this team would be much better than three and five if they just had better coaching we just will never find out Michael and so because of that, Josh Harris was not happy with three and five but I think a bigger reason for why they made this trade to look to the future was less of the three and five and more of the fact that they've only won one of the last six games.
2: Yeah and you know he's been sitting in the box for those and we know that magic's been sitting in the box for those and he's been frustrated. Everybody in the owner's boxes. And look, Josh Harris was very open with this from the beginning. Ron Rivera has been very open about this from the beginning. At that introductory press conference at FedEx Field where they introduced no ownership, Josh Harris turned to him and said, Ron knows this is a big year. And when you know it's a big year, you can't start this slow. It's, it's, not, it's not tenable. It's not sustainable. It, it's not, it, it wasn't the kind of message he needed to send to new ownership. If they're five and three right now, I think we're having a different discussion but he was told, these are very important football games. He knew these were very important football games. And they laid some eggs at some really bad times. Uh, the Bears and Giants game, obviously standing, standing out among that group. Uh, the defense, Sunday against the Eagles standing out among that group uh, as, as games where they definitely could have been on the winning side. I completely agree with you on the coaching thing. I would love to have seen Montez sweat with better coaching for four years instead of Jack Del Rio. Uh, maybe, maybe we're in a different spot here, but Look, Chase Young's 24. Both these kids are young. They can absolutely still be NFL players.
0: So, Michael, you know, I started my show Monday very positive. I just loved the way Howell looked, and even though it was a misery Monday and we were talking about a loss, I thought the offense looked good enough that I went out and I said, I predict a three-game win streak. Now, after the trades, I'm not as confident that the team can go out and beat the Patriots, the Seahawks, and then the Giants, but uh, you believe they can still win without sweating Young.
2: Well, I, you know, let's, let's take these game by game. A lot you got at the Patriots. The obstacle is not going to be the defense. Mac Jones stinks. So if they let Mac Jones throw four touchdown passes, that's got nothing to do with the trade, and you should probably just fire Jack Del Rio on the spot because Mac Jones is bad. Um, and, and this secondary is good enough to contain him. Kendall Fuller, St. Juice, those guys are good enough to stop the Patriots. The issue is going to be Sam Howell might, might be, I mean, as flat as a pancake by the end of this game. Bill Belichick knows how to beat young quarterbacks and knows how to blitz and knows how to steam things up. This is a big test for Sam Howell. I, I, I think that's where this game will be, won or lost. not on the trade. The Seahawks are good, um, and you're, you're going there. That's not a great matchup. But then the Giants are coming back. Uh, I think you got to beat the Giants if you want to be taken seriously. And it's November and it's a Ron Rivera team. Uh, I expect them to beat the Giants.
0: Yeah, and this is a defense that's ranked near the bottom in the NFL in many major categories. So losing two defensive ends, it's like, hey, they can't get much worse. And we've seen two. hill step up in a big way. We've seen flashes from F.A. Obata in the past and James Smith-Williams. How do you believe the commanders will line up this Sunday with their defensive line, and how will the rotations work?
2: Yeah, and I'll be curious if we see... You know that they, they called it the Cinco package, right? I'd be yeah. curious if they work now that Federian Mathis is a little healthy. If they let Jonathan Allen, you know, maybe cheat over a little bit more, put him in a in a spot where he could get some more sacks because mm. I I think I think Mathis and Payne can hold down the inside. That allows you if you, if you move out kick Allen out a little bit uh, allows you to kind of really clamp down against the run, make Mac Jones beat you uh, there they're in that Cinco package and. Uh, I think Jonathan Allen has a really good skill set. I I like Casey Tuhill. You know, there's the theory, right? The more you see of a guy, the easier it is to beat him. I think that's going to get put to the test here. We're going to see a lot of film on James Smith-Williams. We're going to see a lot of film on Casey Tuhill. Will that make it easier for opposing teams each week to know what they can do uh, to to have the moves to beat them? I I think that's possible. I I think that's something to watch here is whether too much of them ends up being a bad thing. But think I think they've got the depth to withstand this here, and you know injuries can always happen. But I, look, you mentioned it; they were thir- they're they're thirty first in points allowed. You could, you did it with with Chase Young. You can do it without Chase Young.
0: Michael Phillips on the hotline right now. You can check out MP on the mic Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon, but he's heading to Ashburn right now for his duties with the Washington Times. You can check out his articles by uh, following him on social media, Michael P in RVA. And speaking of the defense, now you have less of a pass rush, and the secondary still has an issue. That issue is they can't cover, and now they're going to have to spend more time covering. How do they handle Emmanuel Forbes? Because they benched him for a few games and Uh. then threw him back into the lineup and watched him get cooked on national television.
2: Just super frustrating to, to throw him back in there against A.J. Brown of all times and all places. Like, we didn't need proof that Jack Del Rio has been bad for this job, but, but just throw that log on the fire, because it, it's a raging bonfire at this point. What were they thinking? You got a young kid, you're working to rebuild his confidence, and that's the situation you throw him back into? you got to be kidding me. I'm still mad about it, and it happened on Sunday. It was ridiculous. Still got what it takes to be an NFL player. You know, as you move towards development mode here, you got to play him more as the season goes on. He can still make takeaways. I think this is a great week for him to play. A great opportunity for him against a very weak pass pass offense. It's time to get out there. It's time for him to play some snaps and not against AJ Brown, against guys who he can hold his own with.
0: How do you think that the how do you think the moves the commanders made at the trade deadline affect Ron Rivera's job? You know, a few weeks ago I was saying I I don't think he could make it to Thanksgiving, especially uh, if things come crashing down and fall apart. But after these moves here, it feels like the ownership's already looking to the future. So maybe they say, "Hey, we'll just let Ron finish out the season and then fire him," you know, Black Monday.
2: Yeah, in a lot of ways, he's insulated himself by not having anybody on staff who's a logical. Promotion candidate. There are no. I mean, Eric Bieniemy is the only person who, who might end up being a head coach again of everybody who's, who works there. And I think Eric Bieniemy's got his hands full. You want him to focus on his work with Sam Howell, focus on his work with the offense. You don't. You don't need to put challenge flags in his pocket. You know. You don't need him doing four press conferences a week. You don't need him having to tinker with the defense here nobody would be excited about Jack Del Rio being interim coach. That doesn't do anything for anybody. I agree. I think Ron Rivera finishes out the year. I think that there's just no assistance where you say, hey, this is a young potential star. Let's get a look at him and see what he's got. Eric Biennium is the only one who fits that criteria. I just don't think he's a great fit as interim coach.
0: Yeah, you're right. And he's just got so much to worry about right now with a young quarterback. And I guess if you're a diehard fan like myself, you're saying – Hey, wins and losses don't matter for the rest of the season as long as Sam Howell and the offense look good.
2: That, that's hundred percent it. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Eric Bieniemy's number one job is to make Sam Howell an NFL quarterback. Anything other than that is a distraction on Eric Bieniemy's plate. If if he develops as an NFL quarterback, they hire a great GM. This is a win of a year for the franchise. You you can see that. You can see now. I'm not saying Sam Howell will develop. That's not a lock. That's not a given but I'm saying the potential exists that Sam can still become a week in, week out NFL quarterback, and that's how you want to judge Eric B. success, not wins and
0: losses. That's Michael Phillips. Check out MP on the mic Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon. Uh, what kind of coverage will you have tomorrow after uh, your trip to Ashburn?
2: Man, excited to take you inside the locker room. We'll have some good chats with players today. Uh, so certainly we'll play those back for you. We did that on Monday. Uh, I thought it went really well. A lot of people enjoyed that getting to hear you know, from guys inside the locker room after the game. I know we always, you always hear Ron Rivera on TV. You hear Sam Howell on TV, you know, those kind of main press conferences. But I think it's cool to get to hear from the other guys, too. We had a great chat with Kendall Fuller on Monday's show. Uh, I would assume we'll talk to Casey Tuhill today, James Smith-Williams today. Uh, so we'll definitely play those conversations back for
0: you. It'll be fun. That sounds good, man. Thanks so much for the time. All right, catch you later, Adam. Yep, I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at one hundred five one FM. So phone lines are open, 833-8040-910. Want to hear from you guys here in Richmond reacting to the news. The commanders traded away both of their DNs. Right? I was pretty confident that one of those guys was going to be on the roster at the end of the season. Turns out Chase Young heading to San Francisco for the 49ers and Montez Sweat will be suiting up with the Chicago Bears. You can always call in 833-804-0910. Or if you're driving around or you're sitting at your cubicle at work, you can tweet me at AWAD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. If it's a good tweet, we'll read it on air. And Jack tweets me, I think it was the right move. Both guys are going to be impact players elsewhere, but Washington couldn't spend that kind of money on the defensive line when we clearly don't have the right pieces in the secondary right now. Step in the right direction for the organization, that's for sure. And That's a great point, Jack, because when you've already paid De'Ron Payne, when you've paid uh, John Allen, you need to have the defensive ends leading the league in sacks if you're going to pay them as well. And and really, even if they are, it's tough to pay – so many guys in the same position. Like Michael Phillips even said last segment, you could slide Jonathan Allen over and have him rush from the outside at times, and that would really help uh, stop against the run. So there's different ways that they can have these guys line up now that John ridgeway has been playing well, Fedarian Mathis got into the lineup, and quite frankly, Montez Sweat and Chase Young might have been impact players in Washington, but they were impact players on the 31st-ranked defense you want to chime in it's 833-804-0910 looks like we've got our buddy jimmy loudmouth from herndon on the fan what's going on jimmy
1: hey adam thanks for taking the call man hey it's casey two hills time to shine okay get those other two guys out of here they were going to want big money and we weren't going to give them that so you know you got to you got to face up that you got to get something for them in exchange so we got some draft picks like Jack had tweeted, we got to get some help in the secondary, but we also need help in the offensive line. So we got to draft multiple folks of those positions and see who works out and see who doesn't. And we can't spend all this money on guys who just, quite frankly, aren't performing. This is their contract year, and they're they're not, you know, turning heads with the numbers that they're putting up so far. So you know, we we, we got to go. We got to get something in return for them, and we did. You know, yeah. I'm happy. It's time for Casey Twohill to show up and and start. You big, know,
0: big Twohill guy. I like that, and and I like your positivity right now. Are you giving up on this season, though? Are you punting for next weekend? Or are you already? Fo- are you focusing in on the Commanders trying to beat the Patriots? I'm I'm focused on the
1: Commanders trying to beat the Patriots. You know, everyone's acting like we have like 12 losses. It's like no, it was, the season is young, and we had to get rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat. In order to make up for to improve for next year, we need help in the secondary. We have to get stop getting beat deep. You know, we pl- we play five defensive backs and we're getting beat deep by by no name people from the Giants. You know, like we can't allow big completions like that down the field when you when you're playing uh, that type of package with a four two five. And so. We clearly need to draft some more people. We need to see who's going to work and who's not going to work, and we can't keep doing what we're doing, and we certainly can't afford to pay Montez Sweat and Chase Young a bunch of money, which is what
0: they want. So you like the way Josh Harris has kind of began his ownership era making a big move at the trade deadline.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, hey, look, if Chase Young was leading the league in sacks right now, he'd still be on our squad. You know, if Montez Sweat was putting up bigger numbers, he'd be on our squad. If they were putting up Micah Parsons-type performances, then we would keep them, but they're not.
0: Yeah, so and I totally agree. To okay? And that's what's so frustrating is that the defense last year, if they were playing as good as they did last year, we wouldn't be 3-5. and five, We'd probably be 5-3 and because Sam Howell's put up some decent numbers.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Sam Howell's been doing as, as best he can. He had, you know, a really bad game against the Giants, but, you know, he bounced back against a very talented Eagles team that, you know, has beaten, you know, the Dolphins. I mean, the, the, the Eagles are right now the best team in the league, and so, uh, you know, when you put up good numbers against the best team in the league two different times and you don't come away with a win, you can't blame Sam Allen for that. You just can't. You can blame him for the Giants' loss. but You cannot blame him for his performances in other games that we've happened to lose. And right now, I mean, I like where our team is. I think we could still make the playoffs. I don't think we're punting for the season. Everyone's like, well, we're in a rebuild here. Like, no, we're just not going to pay two defensive ends. Sue us.
0: Like, come on. We're not, we're not punting. Gosh. Good call, yeah, good call Jimmy Loudmouth. Hey, hey, Jimmy, your boy John Bates made an appearance last game.
1: <laughs> hey, John Bates, man. He is the hidden treasure, my guy. Let me <laughs> tell you, Casey Hill, John Bates, Pro Bowl. Let me tell you <laughs> right
0: now. <laughs> oh, I love the positivity. Good call. That's Loudmouth, Jimmy. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. It's 833-804-0910. But here we are on November 1st, and it is time for our first Wizards Wednesday of the season.
2: It's a Wizards Wednesday on AWOD Radio.
0: Field. Foul line.
2: Oh,
1: the first thing is. one an and slam. One in. Tune
2: in as Dave Johnson, play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards, joins AWOD at 1230.
0: Left wing for three. Oh, it's there. It's there. For a Wizards Wednesday on the fan. Dave, great to have you back with us this season.
3: Yes, it's going to be back with you. It's my fault. I'm going to have to send some new highlights because uh, we don't want to deal uh, with with <laughs> both, both big guys. We just saw Chris Hop's Porzingis the other night. By the way, I, I, we've got to make sure Wildmouth well, Jimmy is, is with us. listening on the wizard. Man, he knows his stuff. He brings it strong. Uh, I mean, He's uh, no doubt a regular uh, uh, on AWOD Radio. Is that right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. He's a great caller. And we've got a game tonight uh, at Atlanta facing off against the Hawks. What's your game preview?
3: Well, you know, look, this is going to be another challenge. And, and the other night against the Celtics, they just had a bad first quarter. Uh, not, the Celtics are, are, are primed to, to compete for the NBA title. The Wizards are not yet. That's not a headline flash. But what, what hurt the Wizards in the other night, Daniel Gaffer didn't play. They had to go to the starting lineup. I'm not making any excuses. I'm just saying they had to go to a starting lineup that had never played together in the preseason. And quite frankly, it showed when the Celtics put up 42 in the first quarter. Over the next three quarters, it was, it was a very competitive matchup. My point is, we're, we're in a, uh, a season where we're, we're going to be looking at, at micro victories, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it turned into an absolute slaughter by the Celtics, that's not good. If, if you're looking at players with their heads down, that's not good. And that's not the case. And it starts with Kyle Kusen after the game and, and his leadership and, and he accepting that, look, this is the way this season is going to go. We're going to take our lumps if we're going to get to the goal of sustained success. But what we want to see again tonight is Bilal This is a fun rookie. Every night uh, he's showing that his birth certificate says he's 19 years old, but that's not the way he plays. Uh, this is another challenge that the Wizards know that look, if they make their three pointers, if they play defense the way they're capable of playing defense, they can knock off uh, uh, a uh, and, and like the Atlanta Hawks who are playing very well right now. So, you know, this is, I know this is weird to say, but in some ways uh, it, it, you just have fun with the season in terms of discovery. In other words, I'm not stressed out by loss to the Celtics or if it doesn't go well tonight, uh, you're not going to progress and, and, and have a good culture if you lose 10 in a row. And that, you know, is, is something the Wizards don't plan to, to happen. Uh, but, but it is a, a season where we're not stressing about the wins and losses. Uh, we're focused on, you know, is, is this young bunch? And right. that young bunch, Benny Abia, Corey Kisford, even Daniel Gafford, who we hope can play tonight, because that's why they had to make the change in the lineup on Saturday because of an ankle injury to Gafford. Uh, you know, let's see where this thing goes.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're right. And, and it is a breath of fresh air to not be worried about winning every game and not be worried about, oh, is Bradley Beal you know, scoring this many points? Is he worth his contract? Same with Porzingis. And so it is nice change of pace, and, and we're building for the future. And one of the guys that I think is going to take some strides this season is the 24-year-old out of Gonzaga, Corey Kispert. Now, Dave, he had 22 points in the first half against Memphis why didn't he have forty that night? Like, what went wrong in the second half where he stopped getting the looks?
3: Well, you know, it's not necessarily you know what went wrong. It, it it just you know, the team you credit the opposition for adjusting, and suddenly of those looks, uh, you know, might not have not have been there that they were in in the first half. And and that, look, that happens with all players, not uh, uh, you know just Corey Kispert. Uh You know, it's why sometimes when when a player. Uh, any player you know is, is is you're like wow he's on pace for a 60 point well there's not been that many 60 point games in the NBA so you know it's just it's just the flow of the game and and the the bottom line is um you know the wizards uh, were were in a position on saturday against the grizzlies team uh where they were you know basically keeping them at arm's length in the fourth quarter and running away with it so you know if it was it was a more a competitive game, maybe, you know, the point total would have been different or et cetera. But the key thing is that Corey Kispert, you know, he, he was a 40% shooter, above 40% from three last year. Uh, he he wants to continue that. This, you know, we can talk about all kinds of things, but three-point shooting has to be, you know, part of, of the Wizard's success, certainly, but it's it's an NBA fact. I mean, you think about, the first game against the, the Pacers, there were so many categories that were even, but the Pacers made 23, the Wizards made nine. You can do the math. Sometimes yeah. it comes simple. Uh, you know, the Celtics Monday night, look, they're the, they were the better team. Uh, for the Wizards to beat uh, the Celtics, first of all, it helped to be fully healthy, but, uh, you know, you'd have to have the three-point shot falling and the Celtics not shooting well, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, it's just going to be fun to watch this team uh, and the discovery of, of, you know, where does Corey Kispert go? Where does Eddie Avdia go? Right. And, again, talk about building for the future. The future only gets to where you want to be if if you give it all every night. In other words, you don't just say, well, you know, it's okay to lose. No, that's – that again, and you know this, that's not their philosophy. And that was what was key – uh, about the other night, I mean, uh, they they got you know punched in the first quarter. Yeah. In the second quarter, they lost thirty five thirty two. In the in the third quarter, these are the meat part of the game of the Celtics. They're trying to put the Wizards away. You know, they lost that quarter thirty one to twenty four. My point being is that they got punched, but then they came back those those meat quarters and competed. Fourth quarter when you know both teams went to their benches. You know, the Wizards outscored the Celtics 32-18, but the, the, the uh, outcome was not in doubt. But you want to see that fight till the end, and, and it is significant. that all right The Wizards bench comes in, and, and you know, Eugene Oberouye in the fourth quarter, uh, and that's not a name that you might think you're hearing a lot of, but he's saying, look, play me. He scores 14 points. So, you know, this is, and, and that was the fan reaction on, on Saturday, which was so great. To see on Twitter at the AJ Sports or just people talking was, you know, they they fought and and you know after you're down 42-19 at the end of the first quarter, you know people in between beers and hot dogs aren't looking at the, the scoreboard anymore, but they're looking at the play or listening to the play, and that was what was encouraging.
0: And you can hear the radio party right here on 910 The Fan 7:30 tip off at the Atlanta Hawks. It is. A divisional contest inside of the Southeast Division, the 1-2 and Wiz, face off against the 2-2 two and two Hawks. One guy we haven't mentioned that I really like is Tyus Jones.
3: Oh, yeah. No, he's, look, I mean, and this is his team. This is guys like Tyus Jones. This is guys like Jordan Poole that they've been waiting, I shouldn't say waiting, they've been wanting, uh, you know, the opportunity they've been given here in Washington. In other yeah. words, Jordan Poole is not in the shadow of Steph and Clay. Uh, Tyus Jones is in nobody's shadow uh, now. So okay, this is what all these type of players want. They want the keys to the car, uh, and and Tyus Jones is is taking advantage of that, and he's loving it. And he doesn't turn the ball over, which is the first stat for any point guard. But he's showing that you know not only can he facilitate, but he can score. Um, uh, believe me, that's that's the other part that's exciting about this this team. These are guys that they're saying, all right, I finally have it. This is what I wanted all my life since I was, since I was um, you know, in the schoolyard playing. I wanted to be you know, one of the guys, so to speak. Well, Tyus Jones gets to be that. Jordan Poole gets to be that. Look, Kyle Kuzma has a chip. He's won a championship, but you know, he was behind LeBron and, and Anthony and et cetera. You know, part of the reason why he's excited for this opportunity, reason he's coming back, he gets to be a, the face of the franchise. And, and leading this team to where it hopes it is same success, like the Spurs, like the Warriors, you know, name the team. Uh, and, and that's why the dramatic shift, because, look, it's the way it works in the NBA. It's not like the NFL, which you were just talking about, where you can you know, literally have a quarterback one year. You just owe him his bonus money, and you can cut him, and you can change things, and et cetera. It's a little bit harder in the NBA because of the contracts. Um, so the Wizards are, are trying to have cap, cap flexibility, which they have, and build for the future. And and that's what we're doing right now. But that future includes tonight against Atlanta.
0: Radio party tonight, tip-off at 730, and Dave encourages all the listeners to tweet him during the show, at Dave J Sports. Thanks a lot, Dave Johnson. I appreciate it. And, and I want loudmouth Jimmy on the party. So come on, <laughs> loudmouth. I, I need you. <laughs> Sounds good. Talk to you again next week, man. All right, them. You're listening to AWD Radio here on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105, One FM, it's AWOD here with Stubb on the ones and twos producing the show. Stubb, how, how was your Halloween? Good Halloween. Good, good Halloween. Halloween. Nice. I had a good time, too. Dressed up in my pirate uh, costume, went out for a drink uh, with a couple of friends, then came home and uh, watched a scary movie. Yeah. Scary movie, too, which is actually more of a comedy yeah, than not- <laughs> a scary movie. Uh, still, what'd you do? Uh, you know, went uptown,
4: I learned, is the correct phrase for it, to some bars with some friends.
0: Yep. And um, did you run into a lot of Barbie or Taylor Swift's? I ran into neither. Really? A lot of vampires. A lot of vampires. Like classic I noticed vampires. that, too. Yeah. Vampire and, and like, nuns, right? Yeah, a lot And, like, of, a lot of, of people nuns. that were, like... Like, churchgoers, but, like, with death involved. Like, there was yeah, a lot yeah, of, like, yeah. like um, was... you know, wedding dresses with blood and all that stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah, a lot of guys just wearing a jersey. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so against
0: that if yeah, you're a guy.
4: That's nothing. Like, you
0: have to do something. Because here's the thing. It's like, jersey's so basic. Here, what I did a few years ago, I thought this was brilliant. I keep the photo in my wallet because I think it's so great. Mm. I wore my RG3 jersey, my Redskins jersey. But what I did is I painted my face white. All right, so not blackface, whiteface yeah. with all right with black eyeliner around my eyes to be a zombie. So I was the Deadskins. Yeah, so it's something. So, something right? above yeah, just, like just any, being, hey, I'm a sports fan.
4: Yeah. Right. You have to, you can't just be yourself. Yeah. Because if you'd wear a jersey every other day, then you can't, it's not Halloween.
0: Yeah. So the person I was with was like, have you ever done the Hanover Walk? Did you do that growing up? I've never heard of the Hidden Yeah, it's like the, the best place to go on Halloween because every house decorates. And then uh, by, a couple of my buddies went to the Oregon Hill Parade uh, there mm. in um, in that area down by the river. Uh, but what's interesting, in an apartment complex, it's a little weird because nobody's trick or treating. A lot of people had candy outside of their door, right? With a little sign said, like, uh, you know, take a treat, knock, knock if you want a trick. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah, my, my walk to Carrytown,
4: there was like some people standing outside of their yeah. like apartments with candy. You know, there was like a mix of kids walking around. It's kind of like weird when you're in the in the city where yeah. people decide to do.
0: For sure. And a lot of people go earlier and earlier now because it gets darker. Uh, but one thing that went viral is because of the cost of candy skyrocketing. And believe me, we talked about this last year. It was up like 19%, and I think it's up even more this year. Some people have chosen to not hand out candy anymore. There was one video of a a couple who was giving away two liter bottles of soda. Did you see that? I haven't seen any. This is all news to me. Okay, and then there was another couple that was giving out pierogies and another (laughs) couple that was giving out pizza rolls, and they were just (laughs) saying, hey – Candy's too expensive. I'll cook whatever's in my damn freezer and give it away to the kids. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know how I think about that. I, as a kid, if there were pizza rolls there, I would have absolutely gone ham and ate them. But I, I would have felt like this isn't really trick or treating. Yeah, and, right? and
4: you know, I would have been excited to get some soda. But if it's like either handing me a hot pizza roll and then I eat it, right. it's like, Then I'm not bringing or, on candy. Or a cold
0: pizza roll and a warm soda. Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, what it's, the hell? It, and and I get it that candy's expensive, and the answer is just buy it earlier. Yeah, because there, Oh, it is the, because I went Halloween to
0: CVS yesterday try to get my friend something, and it was like eight dollars for like two candy bars. Yeah, you go to CVS right
4: now and you're gonna be set. You're so yeah, you can get all the candy in the world.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So I I thought I thought I thought that was really interesting that some people were not giving away candy.
4: Yeah, I and like I I get it. You know, like I. If I went, I, I didn't buy any candy because right. I wasn't planning on being you know stationed. I'm on the second floor of an apartment.
0: Yeah, that's we, weird. We
4: discussed you know throwing candy down from our balcony, maybe making like a shoot. Yeah, to to slide it down like we're back cool. in COVID days.
0: What so, did? What about growing up? How many how many siblings do you have? I got one.
4: I got a I got an older sister.
0: You got an older sister, so yeah. I have a younger sister. So we used to go out in Halloween uh, together, and was so annoying because I wanted to go out and. You know, break things with my friends, but I had to take care of my younger sister. I had to take care of Ariel, make sure she got home safely. <laughs> but um, every time we came home, we'd go to right to the living room, dump our candy on the floor, and have like an NFL draft. Yep. Oh, where yeah. I could oh, grab yeah. her candy and she could grab mine.
4: Yeah, and, and and I'm sure it's different with because you're the older sibling, I'm the younger sibling. Yeah. I probably got scammed. Yeah, I bet you scammed. Oh, I scammed yeah. my sister so hard.
0: She knew that I liked, you know, uh, the stuff that was like Swedish fish, mm-hmm. like Skittles, Starburst were always my favorites, and she liked, you know, three musk. She liked more of the chocolates, and uh-huh. so, you know, I would like chocolate too. So, believe me, I wasn't giving her all my chocolate. Yeah, but that's but a I good, would get most of her
4: Swedish. Fish. That works out. That yeah. works out. No, I think I think my sister would just kind of like yell at me mm-hmm. and say that I want. Yeah. i want that and i, I would, want that I w-
0: <laughs> damn it stop give it to me you know that's so, funny one of my favorite candies growing up though was airheads and uh my friend and i were talking about nobody does the airhead bit anymore where you flick it do you know what i'm talking about no i don't know so this. you like flick 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 the airhead all right so you know how airheads are like six inches right they're like six by by an inch yeah and a half, i think they're maybe. like three no 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 that i'm Size matters for airheads. My airheads are six inches. I, I think I that's a you perfectly that. normal size for an airhead <laughs> to be. So you flick the airhead, right? And because it's in this plastic wrap, and you're flicking it, it starts getting smaller and smaller, and bulkier and bulkier. Okay. And it becomes like a, a width thing rather than a height a- thing, a girth? right? And, uh, yes, yes. I, I didn't know if you were allowed to use that term, but yeah, <laughs> it's a girl thing. So, and you start flicking it, flicking it, flicking it. And if you do it so long, it will come flying out. It'll it'll <laughs> pop out, it'll shoot out. Wait, really? Yeah. Really? And, and you can like aim it at someone. But when you do that, it becomes more compact. And, like, it is so much better. It tastes, it's juicier. Okay. It lasts longer in your mouth. And it's just so good. <laughs> <laughs> and so airheads were always my favorite. And my second favorite was Nerd Rope. Are you hip to Nerd Rope? Oh, yeah. Because everyone I knows know nerds. It. Yeah, but I, yeah like, I know. You get the fruity mix
4: with it. Yeah, you get the rope. You get yeah. the rope. What about you? Uh, I'm a blue Jolly Rancher guy. Really? For life. Oh, man. Nothing like them. Nothing like them in the about,
0: world. Um, don't they have sour Jolly Ranchers?
4: Maybe. Would you do I that? don't know. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, it, I don't. I don't. I can't. It sounds can, like
0: you just like things that are blue. I love a blue. Yeah, I love a blue, blue starburst too. Oh, if, if yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, if you got like the, the wild flavors, yeah, you the know? tropical Tropicals skittles or something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: I'm, I'm, I'm with. I'm not the chocolate. I'm more of the other kind of candy kind of guy. Imagine.
0: um Halloween trick-or-treating in California. Now that they've banned all of those colors, right? I, did we oh, talk about this on the show? No, we haven't. So Hall- uh, California completely banned Skittles and other red dye that's used to make some of these candies. And I've read about it in a book. Uh, it just doesn't process in your body. Yeah, I mean, and so for California, best. with all these skinny people, you know, all the models that are taking all these pills to keep their butt you know, tight, they have decided... <sighs> To ban Skittles. The government backed it. So imagine I, you're going trick-or-treating in California. They're yeah, giving you're getting away, some Werther's. You're getting avocado <laughs> toast,
4: right? You're getting, like, old people candy.
0: Yeah, and you're getting healthy stuff, right? You're probably getting wheat thins, you know? I, you know I Veggie tails. <laughs> you
4: know, if you grew up there, maybe you're already used to it. Yeah. You know, that's the culture.
0: Uh, imagine but. if you went to a house and they had steamed broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing that
4: at your window. I wouldn't mind right now, but as a kid, I'd be mad. <laughs>
0: Oh man. So, I uh, hope everyone had a happy Halloween. If you uh did anything interesting around Richmond, you can always chime in and let us know about it. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Did you see Mariah Carey's tweet yesterday? Yes, I did. Are you in She's or are you out? Thong.
4: I I give me another month.
0: Yeah, it's Give me another month. I always say, I love Christmas. As a Jewish guy, I love Christmas more than most Christian people. Love the movies. I love getting together with family, eating a honey ham and all that stuff. And I love everything about Christmas, especially Mariah Carey's music. But not until after Thanksgiving. It's special
4: because it's contained.
0: Yes. I mean, she posted it yesterday, and she got a lot of hate for it. Now it was a clever video. She was. What was she getting? She's
4: she's like thawing.
0: Dethawing by yeah. like a guy in a pumpkin. Oh yeah, He's in a Halloween outfit, yeah.
4: like kind of scratching out the ice yeah. with an ice pick. I, I think something.
0: every year she tries to start it earlier. You know, yeah, it's and, her, it's Mariah time. If you look it's at, at the, the Google
4: Trends, like the, if you look at the Google chart of uh-huh. the searches, it's it's November first is really? when it starts to peak. If you look at the the graph of like. All I want for Christmas is you. I'll I'll see if I can find it and show it to you. Yeah, why
0: don't you come back from break with that? See if we upset the people of Richmond or if they support it. You're listening to AWOD on the fan.